0: First time in my life I heard somebody say that God is my father, that He loves me. Our view of God in Islam was Allah was so distant in helping, but He was so present in punishing. Real life starts now.
1: This is Hi, this is Evangelist Lay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems, but found answers in a real God. Lately, we've been talking about the idea of Muslims giving their lives to Jesus Christ and becoming Christians. But how does this happen? Did you know that there are certain countries where it's illegal to convert from being Muslim to Christian? Those countries are operating out of Sharia law, which is a book of legal laws that are inspired by the Muslim faith, and two specific books. According to Sharia law, Muslims who forsake the religion of Islam are by law supposed to be sentenced to death. Wow, who would convert, right? Now we know there are thousands of Muslims becoming Christians everywhere throughout the world. In our last show, we had Ramin Parsa tell us how he was a devout Shiite Muslim and he was one day falsely accused of drinking alcohol at the age of 16 in a car and he and his friends were brutally beaten by the Iranian police as a form of punishment. After this, he began to question if God exists, and if so, who is he really? He then heard the gospel for the first time when he hacked into a signal for a satellite that the Iranian government normally blocks, and he didn't really receive the gospel at that time. But after he heard another preacher through the same satellite channel, talk about accepting Christ as Lord and Savior, he was moved to accept Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. And he described the amazing feeling of like 500 pounds being lifted off his shoulders. And suddenly he experienced pure joy and love. It was so amazing that later on he prayed for his mother to get healed, physical healing. And she too came to Jesus Christ, though she is such a devout Muslim, which is amazing. Today, he's going to share with us how this conversion to Christ changed his life greatly, and now his life was in danger from the Iranian government. Ramin, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. An honor. Ramin, it's great to have you back. Now, after all this amazing stuff is happening, I understand you found a way to attain parts of the Christian Bible through the internet, and you're like searching for this frantically. Tell us about that.
0: Well, at that time, internet was brand new in the country, and I began to look for the word angel. And after 15 minutes, 20 minutes of searching, an error came that access to this website is prohibited. So the government blocked websites, any website that talks about Bible or angel or gospel. Hmm. So what happened? I used the software to break that blockage. I used proxies to break that blockage, and I found all the books of the Bible, and I came across the four gospels, four angels. And I began to read them. And as I began to read them, I saw the words of Jesus, how simple, what profound they were. For the first time, I heard somebody say, love your enemies and pray for those who hate you and spitefully use you. First time in my life, I heard somebody say, I am the resurrection and life. Mm-hmm. And first time I heard that somebody introduces God as a father, something we couldn't even comprehend as a Muslim. Now I'm hearing that God is my father, that he loves me. Our view of God in Islam was Allah was so distant in helping, but he was so present in punishing. Mm -hmm. And when I heard that God is a loving father and he sent his son to die for me, it touched my heart. I was crying actually, I was weeping that why these wars should be illegal and I was crying that so many people are desperate for these words. And nothing against anyone, nothing against the leaders, and you know, kings, nothing political. It was all the message of love, victory of love over hatred, victory of life over death, victory of kindness over harshness. And when I read those things, it was so touching to my heart, like so touching the innermost
1: part of my heart. Wow. So you're finding out that something wonderful and good is being banned by the Sharia laws. So you're reading, changing, and growing in your faith, but I understand that you ran into some type of spiritual persecution in your young faith. How is your life now as a Christian in Iran?
0: Well, after eight months of being saved, I was in a phone booth in Iran. I was outside on the street, and then this guy attacked me with a knife. He had a long yellow beard, They he stabbed me a couple times and ran away. I didn't know the guy. I don't know. Now that I look back, I think maybe he was demon-possessed. Wow. But after that experience, after I recovered, and felt I need to leave the country. So one night, I didn't have a passport. I didn't have money because in Iran, you have to go to military for two years to get a passport. It's mandatory as a male. Mm. And as a female, you have to have permission from your husband or from your father. And now I had not gone to military, but I had this confidence that Jesus is with me. And I felt God is telling me to leave. Uh-huh. And one night I grabbed a bag, threw some clothes in, and I left. I didn't tell anyone. Then I came to the border of Turkey, and God miraculously helped me to cross over and come to Turkey. I cannot share much details for safety reasons. But I came to Turkey. I had no idea where I'm going. Nobody was expecting me, nobody was picking me up. I didn't speak the language, I didn't have much money, and I'm in a foreign country for the first time in my life, but God was with me, and I could feel this confidence, this peace, and I wrote Bible verses on paper, because I didn't have an actual Bible, so when I was coming out on the bus and was walking, I would read them to remind myself that God is with me, I was comforting myself with them. And before that, before I got stabbed, I was giving Bibles away on CD. So I, I downloaded the four Gospels and burned them on CD, and I was giving it to people. I remember I went to a gym one time, and I was talking to one young guy, and I was telling him, this is NG, this is Gospel, it's very good, I read it, it's powerful. And some young people overheard me, and then they ran to me, and they said, can I have a copy too, can I have a copy too? And that's how hungry people are. So I came to Turkey, and God miraculously put me on the path of another reigning brother, and he took me to a church. He was actually not a believer at that time. He was researching and going to church. He gave me the first actual New Testament, and I immediately opened it to see if it's the same that I downloaded, and I compared the verses that I had memorized and I had written on paper, and it was the same. And it is as if someone gave me the whole world. Mm-hmm. I was holding it near to my heart. And as I began to read them and see the mystery of the gospel being unfolded in front of my eyes. My heart was just being overwhelmed to see who Jesus is. And for such a long time, this mystery has been hidden from our eyes. And I made this decision at the very moment when I got saved. I said, I'm taking this message to the whole world. Because I know so many people are desperate for the simple gospel.
1: That is so touching how people who are blocked from reading the Bible are just starving for the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is amazing of the call of God in your life to reach people in the world today as a minister. I understand your walk with God is so intimate that one time you were in a plane crash and God saved you and the passengers as you busted out in prayer. Can you tell us about that?
0: Yes, I was invited in Mexico to preach there because there are so many young people there that are also going through hard times and they're disappointed with religion, with Catholicism. They're looking for hope. So I went there and I was showing with them that Christianity is not a religion. It's a relationship with God. So a lot of young people gave their heart to Jesus, and the same depressed and hopeless, sad people were jumping up and down. And I was coming back from Mexico. Upon the return, our airplane crashed. The airplane was a jet, it was a Aeromexico airline. It was July 31st when this happened. July 31st, 2018, the airplane crashed, and this airplane was bouncing on the ground like a ball. And got on fire and was fire and the smoke was coming and People were screaming, 103 passengers. And I had no one to call but Jesus. And I call on the name of Jesus. I said, in the name of Jesus. And it wasn't a cry of fear. It was a cry of faith. I cried out to Jesus, both in English and in Spanish. And interestingly, I don't speak Spanish, but these voices came out of me, I believe, for the sake of the people there. But I spoke the name of Jesus, and God spared all our lives. Nobody died. We lost everything our luggages, the airplane burned to the ground, we lost our passport, but none of us died. Uh So God miraculously saved our lives. And that went all over the news. I was filming, actually, when this whole thing happened. I was filming the weather. I didn't know this is going to happen. But I was filming this weather, and then when it happened, my phone dropped, and the airplane crashed. But it's still filming, and I didn't know it. Uh-huh. And that's when he cried out in the name of Jesus. But then, in the video, a friend of mine asked for it. I gave it to him, and then I think he gave it to his friend, and it went all over the news. Yeah. And uh, the next day, I got called from 24 countries, and the whole world heard the gospel.
1: Well, (laughs) I guess God is helping you to bring the gospel to the entire world through that moment. This is a pretty wild life ever since you gave your life to Jesus Christ, my friend. Honestly, your story is such a testament how we as Christians need not take for granted in reading God's holy word, the Holy Bible, because it isn't something that is easy to attain for many other people. Thank you, Ramin, for telling us how you came to know the Lord in your life. May the Lord continue to bless you to reach the nations.
0: Thank you for having me. God bless you for what you do. Thank you so much.
1: Wow. Let me share some of my personal thoughts with you right after the break. Hey guys, it's me again. Let me be real and upfront with you. People are calling in and getting saved and set free by the power of the gospel that is preached on this show through powerful testimonies. I remember one night I was working the phones and a man in about his 30s called in. He was a business owner who was addicted to cocaine, and he was living in California. He said he was driving and he heard our show about a former drug addict, and he felt convicted that he wasn't living his life right, and he gave his life to Jesus that very night. To me, this is a powerful reminder that God is moving through this real and raw show to touch the lives of others. Will you help us reach other cities all across America? You may be able to donate maybe $5 a month, maybe $10, so maybe 25 maybe more. Anything helps. Help us to spread the gospel to America as we are believing for a great harvest of souls for the kingdom of God in this time and in this era. But we can't do it without you. Don't just sit there. Go to awakeningthenations.com and join the movement to get these testimonies to help others. More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show. We're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? To me, this story really points to a fact that I can see when I step back and look at the bigger picture. Listen, I was a former atheist, I used to not believe in any of this, but look at this. What is so fascinating is that the Iranian government had to ban and block the message of Jesus Christ in order to preserve their ideologies. It's almost like they're afraid of this message. Same with a lot of communist countries, they filter content before it gets to the people. Like, why would something be so wonderful like Ramin said, but yet be illegal and banned? Christianity isn't destructive, nor is it bad, but it is banned in those countries. Look, in the USA, a Judeo-Christian-based government doesn't ban Islam or any other religion. Rather, it gives people the true freedom to choose. But other governments all across the world are banning the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. This shows me more evidence of the verifiable truth of Jesus Christ and the fact that the gospel has the power to set mankind free. To me, this is evidence there is an entity of darkness called Satan who truly is trying to stop this message of the gospel by using world religions and systems. And no wonder, because Jesus himself refers to Satan as the ruler of the world. It's written in John 12, 31. Now is a judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be cast out. And this ruler that the Bible is referencing is Satan himself. Good news is that Jesus Christ came to expel the ruler of this world and to liberate the world again with the message of what he did at the cross to free mankind from what? Their sins. Have you received this message yet? Lord Jesus, I'm praying for the person who's saying, gosh, I have never experienced the actual kingdom of God. Jesus, we're open to this message. Bring liberation, bring freedom into our hearts, into our minds. We surrender to you now. We ask for this in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony, and I know that your life was touched.
0: If you want to know more about us, or to make a tax-deductible donation, please check us out at AwakeningDonations.com. That's AwakeningDonations.com. See you next time.